everybody! Welcome to No Story is Sacred. If you've never listened before, basically we're four siblings who grew up talking about the art of storytelling. Now that we're adults, we're still talking about it and inviting you to join the conversation. I'm Pippin, and I am not throwing away my shot. I'm not going to do what you're expecting to. I'm Alexander McDonald. <laughs> he is Alexander <laughs> McDonald. Wait, you're, you're the A-L-E-X-A-N-D-E-R. What? Something meant to be? A podcast living in mediocrity. But someday we will reach our ascendancy. Wow. Listen, I know know our stats. I knew you guys. I I knew you guys. (laughs) Wow. I'm not going to play anybody your guys' game. (laughs) Wow. Fair. Oh, you know what, guys? Alex threw away his shot. Oh, burn. (laughs) Fuck you guys. I didn't throw it away. Uh, (laughs) My shot. uh, (laughs) uh, I'm Kat, and... I am the bullet. Fair enough. Okay. You are a portent for death for all of us. Indeed. Now you know. Now we know. And I'm Brendan, and I can tell you that the room where it happens has great mac and cheese. <laughs> oh, Deep Jefferson reference. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> so that is the only right, only for you, Brendan looked up for this entire podcast. Listen, he was really happy with his mac and cheese recipe. Everybody needed to know about it. Everybody did and was annoyed. So today, we're talking about the 2015 musical Hamilton, because we're in the zeitgeist. We know what people are talking about several weeks ago. Uh, so spoilers <laughs> abound. Uh, if you want specific content warnings about things we may talk about or about history, uh, check out the show notes on nostorysacred.com. Uh, but we will be talking about... Sexy times. And illicit sexy times. And, and stupid sexy time. And, and union. And our... our uh, and revolution. And our 400-year <laughs> dark history with slavery and uh, the oppression of, of people, you know. What? 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 And what? the hope that you provide? <laughs> uh, Thank you, Pippin. Yeah. So for those of you who've never watched or listened to Hamilton, the Read summary a book. of <laughs> Watch the Got Milk commercial. It's on Spotify. Uh the summary according to Wikipedia is the musical details Hamilton's life in two acts, along with how various historical characters influence his life, such as Gilbert de Montier, Marquis de Lafayette. Uh, Aaron Burr, John Lawrence, Hercules Mulligan, Elizabeth Schuyler Hamilton, Angelica Schuyler, Peggy Schuyler, Philip Hamilton, and former presidents George Washington, James Madison, and Thomas Jefferson. Wikipedia does not help in this instance. No. Nope. Also, they got the Schuyler sister ordering wrong. It's Angelica, Angelica. Eliza, and, and Peggy. Peggy. I, I feel like the Wikipedia article, uh, elevated his wife to first. There. I mean... Some say that maybe Hamilton is named after her and not Alexander. What? I, I do like that theory. What? Who's going like to tell theory. the story? Oh. Mm. She tells my story. Oh, God. I can't. I can't. Oh. Did she so, do enough? Did she tell his story? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to. I'm going to fucking deadpan this entire fucking thing, you guys. 
It's the only way you're going to survive the fact that you're named Alexander. That's true. I understand. Alexander! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Al, I did not think of your problem <laughs> before we went into this. Don't worry, Al. We're going to go into Lord of the Rings eventually, and <laughs> Pip will get her just desserts. Oh, yeah. There will be the, uh, Blood. Uh, and the comeuppance. Anyway, so, the musical, <laughs> the experience, yep. Yep. Uh, the ride, all of those things. The sex position. Wow! <laughs> um, God, don't give him that. He'd be far too uh, uh, is a, uh, a disappointing missionary while your wife's in New York? Oh, shit! Oh, shit! I was... Okay, Brenda, I'm so sorry what just happened to to my levels. But, also... Holy shit, Alex. I can come up with burns. Alright, so, what happens in the musical? Hamilton's an idiot for three hours. But... The a very story. smart well, idiot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's an idiot in the way that smart people are idiots, and that he's very sure of outcomes and is dead wrong. This is how I would react to me saying this. Surely, <laughs> surely this is how everyone will react. Why are you mad at me? <laughs> and all his friends that remembering uh, drunk history here, going like, uh... I know this makes sense in your messed up head, but everybody else thinks this way. <laughs> I feel like all of this is a very on-point, like, burn on me. <laughs> I mean, if the silence deepens. <laughs> oh, So anyway, so Alexander Hamilton is... The A-L-E-X. Yes. Born in the Caribbean, there's a hurricane, destroys his town... They raise money, they send him to New York, uh, where he's going to make something of himself. Because he was a clever fucker. Yeah, he was a very good writer. He was also a bastard orphan, son of a whore, uh, da, 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 middle of a war. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and a Scotsman. And a Scotsman. Don't forget Yeah, that a Scotsman's involved. Oh, uh, son of a bitch. I'm also a son of a Scotsman. Yeah, you are. <laughs> so... The show is narrated by Aaron Burr, who is the damn fool who shot him. Uh, spoiler alert in the first song. Which, I mean, you know already if you grew up with the seminal, uh, uh, got commercial. So, fun Directed fact by about- Michael Bay. <laughs> as we covered before. True. Christ. So, like- fun fact. Ashley, my best bit of a best friend. Um. And the transcriber of our show. Yes. Uh, she, going into Hamilton, did not know that he was killed in a duel by Aaron Burr. Oh, no. Because for some reason, she missed that piece of information that all the rest of us know. She knew that he got into a fight with Jefferson about the banks. But the more she knew that part. Your piece of information, I would say. Like, like we didn't know that part. <laughs> no, we didn't. Uh, but to be fair, if you know Ashley, you, you could call her knowing the weird, obscure thing and not the thing everybody knows. That's legit. But also, also, when she was first listening to the musical, you know, when you're listening to, like, first songs, sometimes you're sort of fading in and out. And she sort of faded out on the line, I'm the damn fool who shot him. Oh, no. <laughs> so she didn't even get that bit of forewarning. Oh, hmm. no. She, so she gets to the end of the show where, you know. The duel. The thing happens. The duel happens. The, the thing that we, don't, we can spoil, it's been, like, 200 years. Go on. Yeah. 
Uh, where Hamilton is killed in a duel by Aaron Burr. Sir. Aaron Burr. Aaron Burr. Oh. So she died. Oh, no. Uh, cause she didn't see it coming. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, Ashley. Uh, so the first half of Hamilton, first act, some might call it. You know, to use that, the stage parlance, uh, covers basically the Revolutionary War. The Revolution! Woo! Uh, yep, yep. you know, the first song covers his early life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he grew up. It sucked. People were kids once. <laughs> Some people uh, have tragic backstories. His is super tragic. There's like suicide. Oh, that's another warning. Suicide, death, uh, dead mom. Disease. Uh, hurricanes. Yep, yep. Uh, enough themes. <laughs> themes. More than enough that your editor would go, come on, cut back a little bit here. Back it up. <laughs> rewind. Next you're gonna um, tell me he's gonna be all like, the chosen one. He is the chosen one. Um, all right. All right. <laughs> so that's at the, the right hand of the father. Not even subtle. No. Uh, so the first half is the war, um, which, you know, uh, America wins. Go team. America. Uh, <laughs> which mostly threw British incompetent and sent our, uh. Yeah. Yeah. When you start I looking mean, at everything else, you're like, oh no. Oh, I it mean, was only because we were so far away and they had other shit happening. <laughs> yep. Yeah, multiple fronts. Um, a war with France. A big deal. It happens more frequently than you think. Much closer, too. <laughs> yeah. I feel like there's a website you can go to with, uh, was England at war with France during this certain period of time? And more often than not, it's yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's the first half. The second half is, you know, the rest of his life, where he continues to be a monumental fuck up. But those good things, too. I mean, come on. Like, monumental fuck-ups with, like, shining instances of, you know, clarity and... Wisdom's the wrong word. Uh, Genius. Shining moments of genius. Uh, And constructing a nation where really there wasn't anyone before. Huzzah! He does does help create a system of government and a bank. Although the system of government he wants and argues for is not what we end up having. He wanted basically a monarchy again. And everyone else is like, Alexander, shut the fuck up. Shh, shh, baby, shh, no. That's not covered in the musical, though. It is not. Lots of things aren't covered. The drunk history covers it, though, and it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, I should rewatch the drunk history. He's secretly a royalist. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. I mean, they do who kind of vaguely uh, mention it, don't they? Like, And, and they're, like, talking about him at... And Washington? Yeah. Well, you know, uh, he's like, talks for four hours, the convention is listless. Bright young man. Yo, who the, Yo, F, who is the F is this? 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 Yeah. It, it does mention, he does mention later how, you know, Washington could just continue to serve. He could to just- which Washed, He could just stay. Going. He could just stay there. To which Washington is all like, Bro. fuck no. <laughs> Did I stutter? <laughs> Teach him how to say goodbye. Say goodbye. Teach him how to say, say goodbye. goodbye. Um, hmm. so. And, and also, peace out, uh, before, or, uh, people, oh, oh, stop and think about, oh, oh my slave holdings. What? 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 <laughs> oh, oh, of man. course, 
all of his many slave teeth. They weren't wooden. There what? Uh, I think there were two sets of teeth, right? Uh, there were multiple slaves involved in the construction of his teeth. Oh, man. You know, apparently, Chris Jackson, who plays uh, Washington, did try to do a bit of acting, you know, somewhere in there. At the end of the play, when Eliza's doing her final uh, monologue, you know, I, I help raise funds for the Washington Monument. And, you know, he's like, she tells my story. Uh, and then she goes, I speak out against slavery. Uh, mm-hmm. And apparently he does some shame acting in the background. Because <laughs> Chris Jackson knew it was up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, listening to interviews with any of them uh, is, is, I mean, particularly when you get, like, um, David, jo- David Dix, not Jones, being all like, Jefferson, it's a great role and great songs. He was an asshole. <laughs> Total dick. He did some good things, but also, oh my Total god. Total asshole. Uh, he was a shitbag. Which he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we have important people in Hamilton's life. Uh, the Marquis de Lafayette. Uh, John Lawrence, who he was probably in love with, even though the historical record doesn't exist anymore. It's speculation. Well, a lot of the letters are cough, cough, burned. So, and also, I mean, you know, shit was different. We can't know. And that's the thing. Mm. We can't know. We weren't there. Like, I, I tell many people I love them. I don't necessarily love them. I just like them a whole lot. Exactly, yeah. Um, but at the wow. same time... I am sitting right here. <laughs> but at the same time, also, like, I do believe that there was a queer experience. I don't believe in that nonsense. Like, there's no such thing as heterosexuality before... I'm sorry, <laughs> whoops. Homosexuality before the 1960s. Fuck that. There was definitely queer identities. Um, it's just whether or not... Uh, we can't know. We weren't there. We're not in their brains. Uh, I just want to know what his sons removed from the letters. Yeah, because apparently it was uh, spicy. A spoiler alert for what my rewrite's going to be. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, basically Hamilton's life fucking happens in this three-hour musical. Marquis de Lafayette is the most amazing person ever to have ever ever evered. I mean, David Diggs, come on. Oh, fuck yeah. Like, you watch David Diggs play Marquis de Lafayette, and you go like, oh, that's why all of our shit is named after him. <laughs> for, like, right? Like, Lafayette did not have to go that hard for us. But he did. Yep. He did it for us. He did it. And if you find yourself listening to the the Muppets uh, sing Hamilton, uh, skip <laughs> most of it. Skip most of it. But, most but of do it. Listen, yeah. But do, do listen to uh, Fozzie Trap. I to uh, uh sing Lafayette. <laughs> yeah, the the Fozzy um the Fozzy rendition of Guns and Ships is the <laughs> yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we'll link that in the show notes. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not sure what more I could say to do the rundown of the plot. I mean, well, I think he has some affairs, emotional, physical. Uh, he ruins his own life. His sons, his his uh, his kid dies uh, through uh, uh, the same kind of hubris that he has. What? what? Repeat, repeating themes. Well, I think that's something we could probably touch on a little bit, just with the writing of the play. Mm. Mm. 
Like, because, Structure and shit. Yeah, because we don't really Ooh. talk about that too often, and I think what? this is a good opportunity. But wait, we're a writing podcast. How can we not talk about the structure of writing? What? 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 No, oh, I just shit. want to talk about sex. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. Uh, um, With one siblings, always the best conversation. Go on. Exactly. That's why we're not. Ha ha. Uh-huh. All right. Um, so Hamilton's a sung through rap musical. Not yeah. just rap. Not however, just rap. However, a lot of traditional Traditionally, black music types. Yes. Yeah. Um, um, so to showcase also, a range. Also, that's the real traditional show tunes. And also, British pop from the next. Yeah. Uh, British invasion pop. <gasps> it was invasion pop. There you go. Did you just put that together? I literally just got it. <laughs> oh, cat. <laughs> oh, cat. <laughs> oh, cat. Did, right, did you know on. that Hugh Laurie gave Lin-Manuel the idea for the title, You'll Be Back? No. Yeah. Well, that, okay, I, it's Hugh Laurie, though. Come on. They, they were talking on, like, the set of House or something, because Lin had a bit part. Of course he fucking He was like, did. oh, I'm, I'm writing this song for my show as, from the point of view of King George, uh, and it's a breakup song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Hugh Laurie just sort of back on his finger and went, You'll Be Back. Uh, the ultimate British. Nice. Yeah. Uh, we're just at Wayward Colony. We'll be back someday. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's also just, like, other stylistic choices when it comes to the music. Like, I think I watched a video a couple weeks back when everybody was watching Hamilton. So, of course, there's a dearth of YouTube videos. So, again, we're riding this wave well, after the fact, we're not really comfortable with huge waves. I mean, come on, boogie boards for life. <laughs> the, the wave has crested, and we're now on, we're kind of now along that kind of like, like tide, the tide move. We're, 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 we're riding the tide. Riding the, the tide. <laughs> we're in the wave pool of social progress. It's great. Oh my <laughs> I didn't want to get into the water. It's scary. But I anyway, I don't like anyway. the ocean. Go on. Uh, yes. So, so uh, one thing that was pointed out is at the very start of the play, when you have like Lawrence and Lafayette and all of them doing a rap in the bar, uh, they're doing very kind of like traditional, like uh, like early rap, you know, uh, in terms of structure, eighties rap. Yeah. But when Hamilton comes into the scene, he starts bringing out the triplet rap. Mm-hmm. Literally changes the game. Yeah. I mean, although I, I will confess something, guys, uh, the not throwing away my shot is not, is, I, I'm not, I don't enjoy the song very much. I know that Lynn's like, oh, I spent like six months getting it right. I'm like, eh, eh, sorry. It's not, it's, <sighs> listen, compared to some of the other songs, like Washington's debut, uh, Guns and Ships, Anything Burr sings. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, he knows that he gave Burr the best songs. Yeah. Burr and Eliza. I am in the, Ugh. I am the one thing in life I can't control. <sighs> but I, I think in terms yeah. of like raw storytelling, there's a lot to talk about there. There's a lot of things we can just both like yeah. musically and structure wise, like the fact that the, the play itself is set up as competing philosophies between how we portray Burr in the play versus Hamilton in the play. Mm-hmm. Uh the very notion of uh, legacies and telling the story. Themes. Mm-hmm. 
Themes. Uh, Today's theme is themes. themes. I would like to point out that Aaron Bird tells the whole story through most of it, but Eliza's the one who's all like, no, this is all possible because of me. Hell yeah. Like, at yeah. the very end, she slips in and goes like, what up? Well, huh. I mean, I you told say your that. story. Because well, he was being a fucking dude and being like, this is clearly also my story. And she's in the background being like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So interesting that you should say that. But let's see who did more with their life afterwards. Oh, I didn't try to fucking take over California or where the hell he did. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to declare myself emperor of anything. And it, that's not even going to get mentioned in this show that isn't named after you. Womp, womp. Weird. Uh, but theme-wise, also, uh, one of... Uh, so it... I like to collect uh, useful writing things, things that uh, I, I think demonstrate particular what, uh, writing truisms uh, or what have you uh, for that, you know, blessed day in the future where maybe somebody decides to pay me money to teach writing. One of these is a video uh, that is uh, about Hamilton, and it is a, I would call a perfect deconstruction of the use of themes and layered themes uh, mm. and how to do that, why it's important and what it does to an audience. I'm a huge sucker for anything that talks about how to manipulate an audience. Cause that's what writing is. Yep. You are getting every tool out of your toolbox to convince somebody else who isn't you to have a vague idea of what's in your brain. Um, and that involves a lot of trickery, a lot of, a lot of stuff. And, and so this video is, is a really perfect rundown. Um, and it's also like makes you cry. Uh, but, and we'll link that in the show notes because that's basically my entire reason Dotra is, is just linking shit in the show notes. Wow. But yeah, oh, man, I was going to make a point, but then it fell out of my head. It's cause I took over and talked until. I mean, yeah. I know who you are as a person. <laughs> Cat doesn't uh, discriminate. <laughs> she takes and she takes. And she- <laughs> That's very true. Oh. Um, but yeah, the way the show is structured packs a lot of information in actually a very small amount of space. Because mm-hmm. um, it is like a three hour musical to two minutes 40, maybe, actually. I don't know. With more words than Hamlet. Yes. Which is typically a five-hour play if you did the entire unedited play. If you don't have front breaths, what are you even doing? Why are you here? <laughs> uh, speaking of themes. Considering the two-minute Hamlet mentions Fortinbras. Right? But yeah, part of it is just how fast some of the songs are, like Guns and Ships. Which is, I believe, the fastest song in Broadway history. And so the nation shifts. <laughs> I believe the second fastest uh is still not getting married today from uh company, but that's neither here nor there. Company written by, written by Stephen Sondheim, a mentor of Lin Manuel Miranda. Uh, um, makes sense. He come, mm-hmm. yeah, he comes by this shit honest, mm-hmm. and it makes sense. Which is, I think, why I like Lin stuff so much is because I like Sondheim, and there's a lot of similarities. Sondheim is one of the few musical guys that I actually like listening to his stuff. I mean, I'm not the music hound here. That that would be Pippin. Uh, Love me some musicals. Yeah, not it. 
Um, but Sondheim, I can get behind. I like patter songs. I like fast songs. I like rap. I do. There it is. The white Fair girl, enough. White girl confessions right here. But yeah, no, he, he fits a lot of stuff into songs. There are themes on themes on themes. Uh, and part of what that does, as Kat alluded to earlier, is it allows for the building of meaning. So you can pack more meaning in the thing with fewer words because you've already established what it meant before. Mm-hmm. And you can change it without a lot of effort yep. later. You know, Eliza has the song Helpless, uh, which covers everything that's in that word. Uh, because in the beginning, it's because she's helpless at the side of him because he's so pretty and, and he, she likes him. Oh, and uh, he has the, no, like, facial hair. <laughs> but as the show goes on, it changes because uh, she becomes helpless at the end to his ambition. Ooh. Later on, it's uh, sung by Maria Reynolds, uh, the woman he has an affair with. Because she's so helpless. You have she's to so, help- me. I am helpless. helpless. And he, of course, is helpless to stop himself. I mean, I think uh, he sings the song. I think he sings the word, too. He does. He does. Yeah. So, yeah. And so, in that one word, there's so much meaning because we've already associated it with Eliza and her feelings. Mm-hmm. So it's just love stuff packed well, in there. And, and even his and her, uh, his uh, and and Maria's uh, Maria's usage of helpless is a betrayal of Eliza's usage, which in turn is symbolic of the overall betrayal <laughs> that's happening yeah. right there. I mean, so, a lot of meaning. So much word. meaning. I mean, and that's. If if I like I know people get have a lot in this. For me, the artistry and and the reason why a fucking genius grant was awarded is in these layered meanings um and these twists on meanings, which is also symbolic of the twists of meanings that you get in rap. But uh uh the the other one, the one that the video pointed out that was sort of their big turning point was the idea of um wait for it. Mm. Uh, and who's waiting for what and, uh, who's deciding to, who, how the roles switch from the one who's waiting and the one who's acting, uh, and how that fucks you up at the end. Mm. How sometimes you really should wait. Uh, <laughs> the Greek Taurus told you. And sometimes <laughs> you can say wait and it doesn't matter. Yeah. Action has had like the, the the overwhelming wave of everything that has happened before has swept you up. Um, yeah. There's there's an actual line that, that's both in the in the musical, but also is in from real life. It's from like one of Burr's letters, where um, you know he had he either read Lawrence Stern or or Voltaire. I think it was Lawrence Stern actually, um, and said. And it kind of opened his eyes about a lot of stuff. And he, he says, um, I should have realized that the world was wide enough for Hamilton and me. The town was big enough for the both of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think one of his other real world quotes is, uh, Burr talking about Hamilton was Hamilton, my good friend whom I shot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, then of course, he, both he and Eliza used to visit Ham- the bust of Hamilton, uh, like, I don't know, in a museum or something like that. And I'm like, did you fuckers get tea afterwards? Like, <laughs> oh, I have no doubt that uh, Eliza jilted him at every opportunity. 
uh, perhaps created moments just to, you know, <laughs> just, just to be to super rude to him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, she wouldn't let James Madison sit down in her house because she blamed him for a lot of this, too. Eliza's such a goddamn hero. It's <laughs> She's what, so great. It's what Alexander would have wanted. Well, it really is. Well, yes and no. Alexander might have been willing to let him sit in the house for gain. Because he was ambitious. Eliza, stone cold vengeance. Yeah. That girl ain't forgetting nothing. Burn. Burn. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Aaron, uh, burn. <laughs> Another way that the show creates meaning and understanding uh, is through its use of references. Because mm. a lot of the show references popular rap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. songs. Uh, the Ten Dual Commandments is a direct reference. To yep. Biggie Smalls. Uh, yeah, uh, the Ten Crack Commandments. Yep. Like, that's just straight up what that song is. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are smaller references, and there's also references to musical theater. You know, there's the line, you've got to be carefully taught, which is from South Pacific, and it's about racism. <gasps> uh, oh, there's, of course, uh, Lin-Manuel fixing uh, uh, who is it? Gilbert and Sullivan's line? I'm the very model modern, of a modern, modern major, major general. And then Gilbert and Sullivan's is kind of a bullshit line after that. Uh, but he, fi- he fixed it to, um, I am the very model of a modern major general, uh, whose men are all lining up. He managed to yeah. run general to men are all. And it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, there's also the line, uh, nobody needs to know. Mm. Uh, at the end of Say No to This, uh, <laughs> uh, which is from the musical The Last Five Years, which is about a marriage falling apart after an affair. Oh, shit. Um, but also, uh, even the kinds of rap that are chosen for each character are indicative. Um, so for instance, uh, or the style, like the style that was popular with particular artists. So, the kind of uh, rap that Washington is doing, uh, where it's very on beat, it's heavy, it's big, is apparently very, um, I'm trying to remember this right, uh, is calls, is a callback to, I guess, Dr. Dre's stuff, um, you know, very, uh, uh, big names, powerful names in the field. Uh, Mm. while at the same time, for those who don't know that backstory, you still get the feeling because it's on beat, it's heavy, it's there. You still get the power. There's a weight behind it. Yes. And so I'm saying being like, can I have that Washington be my president? Oh my god. Hey. 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 <laughs> Ooh. Um Oh, Not speaking of, of course, R and B. I mean R and B, uh, uh Destiny's Child. Not quite Beyonce, but... But the stuff Beyonce uh, did appreciate. Well, she was in Destiny's Child. <laughs> yes. Beyonce adjacent nowadays. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, I was referring to Beyonce as her own separate artist as well, because she's grown beyond Destiny's Child as well. Indeed. Um, True enough. Look at you. Uh, what? What? So... Oh, if you don't know, now you know don't know now you know which is a reference for i think a diss song uh that came out like that was like a holy shit did you really diss song and i mean you also have the uh 
Continental Congress scenes, which are what just basically like literal rap battles, how they're actually like set mm-hmm. up. Yep. Basically, I think what we're getting at here is that if you're looking for a primer on themes, foreshadowing, all this stuff that can be useful in just setting up your own stories, you know, it's a kind of a convenient thing to look at here. It's a good study thing. I think I would really like to see some, like, after the hype is over, because there's a lot of hype, Mm. I really want to see some really good deconstructions of it. I don't want to hear what Lynn has to fucking say. You can't trust authors with what they... And to be fair, Lynn would agree with you. Yeah, you can't trust fucking authors. Like, if you ask me about what any of my stories are about, and I'm supposed... Bullshit. And I I tell you the truth, I'm like, I don't know, I felt like... (laughs) Anytime I have an interview where people are like, what does this really mean? I have to, like suddenly tell you that the curtains are blue because of melancholy. Like, whereas in real life, I don't remember what color I made them. (laughs) But I I really want to see a decon... Which is why I like watching those videos. Because it's separate from... In its way, it's separate from the hype. It's separate from people who gain from it or who are too close to it. So you can really look at the artistry behind it. Yeah. Leaving aside the the politics Mm. of it, Mm-hmm. Uh, which I feel unqualified to talk about. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yep. 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 Just examining it as a work of art. Mm-hmm. It is a work of art. It absolutely uh, is. It is a masterclass of the form. I, I do want to briefly touch on what you just tried to avoid. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. No problem. Th- there is a lot to be, there's a lot of criticism that can be made regarding the story itself or the fact that it was made um you know uh which uh which versions of history that your uh yeah. sources you're using i mean uh, there there's somebody's pointing out that like you know Lynn's great but he's a Puerto Rican kid doing black art i can't speak to that i that's not my fucking lane but i do know it is a conversation that's happening you know at the end of the day mm-hmm. all art is political yep Oh, snap. Every, every single bit of it. Wait, what? <laughs> All your art, Kat. No! Is political. So, uh, so because, because the personal is political. <laughs> uh, and art is personal. So by the transitive property <laughs> of personal truths. Somebody, okay. So as, as you know, I have a story coming out at the end of August. Um, and in that, in the interview that went with it, somebody asked the interviewer very kindly and nicely said, oh, you know, there's so much, you know, uh, deep political stuff in in here. You know, what were you thinking about when you wrote it? And I was just like, um, I was a queer person in 2017. This is just what my brain was like. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, you can totally read it with a, f- you know, about uh, anti-authoritarianism. Yeah, that was definitely what I was going for. What? I just want to talk about space lesbians. Um, Don't we all? <laughs> uh, but yeah, which is uh, goes back to how you can't fucking trust authors to talk about their own shit. Uh, but yes, the personal is political. You do not create art in a vacuum. Yeah. And that's frequently discussed in terms of like, oh, is it completely original? Fuck off. There's nothing completely original. One. <laughs> but two, the other half of that is that there is no me that is free of myself referencing my favorite essay ever. 
Uh, mm. uh, I can't write something that isn't from my own fucking brain. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Everything I write is filtered through my experiences, my world, my life. And the life I'm living right now is in a fucking 2020. This bullshit. Ugh. Uh, I, I'd like everybody to, to, to praise me for not going on an even more extended rant about 2020. Um, thank you. Oh yeah. So <laughs> personal is political. Um, to, to look at Hamilton and not see that there are, um, deep issues, but also deep, um, good things. It just, it's right back up there with the fact that, you know, you, there is no, don't put anything on a pedestal. There is nothing perfect. Uh, your, your faves will, are problematic and so on. That doesn't mean we can't learn from it. If I were going to argue anything, which I'm not saying I am. How dare. One could argue that Hamilton did a great thing. Mm-hmm. And now, uh, it's opened the door for us to be even better and look back on Hamilton and go like, oh no, that was shit. <laughs> but it opens out for even greater and better stories. Yes. Better plays? What? what? Yeah. Seems unlikely, but it's true. I know. Cause that's the thing about art. What, what's, what was great today may not be great tomorrow. <laughs> 20, 50 years from now, we might be looking back and going like, oh, Hamilton? Oh no, sweetie. Oh no. Sweetie, no. Oh no. I mean, the people back then liked it. They were, they didn't know. <laughs> but you know, it was a big step forward in a lot of ways. But we've grown beyond that now. We have grown beyond. Well, okay. You know what? I'm going to do it. It's oh, a no. little bit like Joss Whedon from the 90s. Oh, Joss. Listen, for the time, yes. He was doing really important stuff for, you know, women as uh, 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 characters who could be, uh, who could have troubles, who could be strong, who could be their own action stars, who could still be very feminine etc and so forth bullshit etc however but now we look at it and go like oh we can be the sort of woman that jocelyn just wants to fuck yes um but that does not stop i mean it does not stop the importance of the art for the people that it affected it does not stop the importance of the art for the people who it may affect in the future it does not remove the fact that it was important and is important for that space of time However, I still deeply love Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Of course. Uh, however, we have grown beyond some of the political issues or personal issues. Personal is political. Yeah. That are represented in the artist. <laughs> that which in turn is filtered into the art. Yeah. You know, the artist is dead, but also the artist, someone created this thing. The artist is dead is its own separate fuck pile. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I understand it and it's important, but at the same time, we also, to ignore it is to ignore a very important level of, of, um, uh, uh, deconstruction. The artist is a zombie? <laughs> the artist is dead works better when... The artist is actually... Yeah. <laughs> The artist isn't actively contributing Ugh. or benefiting from book sales. Of course, the artist is like, no, no, you guys, I did mean it that way. Shut up. Oh, she didn't actually ask you. But also, who knows what you really meant? I'm telling you, artists, we don't know what the fuck we're talking about. 
Oh, uh, all artists are assholes. You heard it here first. Yep. <laughs> mm. I, legit. I'm not even going to argue that one. Confirmed. Oh, Let's move on, though. <laughs> <laughs> the point of the story of Hamilton is Eliza Hamilton is better than everybody else. And she is the one <laughs> who told the story. Yeah, oh. and Satisfied is a great song. Hell yeah. If people have only listened to the musical on like Spotify or whatever, and haven't had a chance to watch the actual stage show... Uh, I know that, you know, Disney is an evil corporation who, uh. Wants to eat your soul. Eat, yeah. But, you know, if you can spare a few dollars for, like, to subscribe to it for a month. Mm-hmm. But no, it's, seeing it does add depth. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause, uh, yes, the music is a piece of art, but the thing about a stage, uh, show is that there are all sorts of different parts. I mean, you can uh, see the- that weird turntable thing, that lazy <gasps> Susan stage. Because they got <laughs> two turntables and a microphone, Brendan. Get it? Get it? No. It, it's a rap thing. Because okay. because you uh, 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 cause you use the turntables to create the beats. <sighs> with the what, with the record scratching yes, and stuff? Yeah. Mm. And that's it's, it's, it's that a, image. It's a DJ setup. And there are two turntables that can go different directions, mm-hmm. uh, and it goes one direction when they're going forward in time, and the other direction when they're going back in time. Well, oh, I hadn't noticed that one. Heard about it in the video. Nice, <laughs> but no, but that's because it's two turntables. Oh my god! Uh, but also uh, because, of course, much the way that writing is not a is not a solitary uh, thing, uh, and books are not solitary pieces of art. Stage productions are. It's the music and the visual melted together. Yeah. Uh, one complements the other. A lot of people work together on it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, everyone credits Lynn for everything, and to be fair, he did a lot. But he didn't choreograph that thing. Hell no. He didn't do, he didn't do the light design. He didn't do the costume design. Yeah, nor should he have to. Nope. No. Which is actually why you should have, like, I, I, I know this is hard to hear, fellow writers out there, but, Believe it or not, your work needs work. <laughs> what? First what? of all, how dare you? Second of all, what gives you the right? <laughs> An external editor's eyes is, like, the most invaluable thing you can get, right? So important. So fucking important. Yeah. Oh, my God. One of the most destructive... There are so many destructive memes or ideas about writing, but one of the most destructive is that uh this is your, by yourself, solitary work of genius. Fuck no. off. No, if you don't have someone to cry on uh in the middle of the night when a chapter isn't going well, you're not truly living. <laughs> <laughs> Pippin, that sounds too real. Listen, I'm here for you. <laughs> I think mom had a really great example. Hmm. Uh, leave it to the English doctorate to have wise commentary on writing. But I just remember that people have this notion that like fiction and writing is just like this naturally formed process of the fiction <laughs> tree. It's like, oh, yeah. look, I plucked the fruit of the fiction tree and here's my novel. Here you go, world. <laughs> and it's not like that. I've- it's hard work and you need... People who aren't you to look at it. Well, this is why I disagree with the entire idea that my muse is helping me. Oh, my muse get fuck off. I did this. <laughs> I, you know, my muse hasn't left me. This is just me and my common bullshit. But if I create something good, that wasn't some gift from on high. I practiced this shit. 
And then if somebody improves a sentence, it also wasn't the fucking muse. It was Susan, the copy editor. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think that that's another destructive, like, it makes it very arty-farty and, like, fuck that. No, it's a goddamn craft. If, I mean, if my words work right, it's because I've spent a fucking long time making them do that. 10,000 hours. Bum, bum. <laughs> and a million words of crap. Yeah. I mean, you can actually follow that with Hamilton, you know, bring it back to the point. What? Whoa, whoa. Because there is public record of the first performance of one of the songs. <laughs> back when he thought it was just going to be a concept album. <gasps> oh! Because uh, I guess he's a nerd. Yes! Because he performed a version of the opening song in the White House, like, the first year Obama was president, I think. You can see that early version, mm-hmm. where, by the way, they laughed at him. They did. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, when he first announced, oh, this is uh, a song about Alexander Hamilton. And a lot of it is the same. Some parts are different than the version we hear today. And you can actually hear songs that he cut mm-hmm. out of the musical. Congratulations! It's the best song that's not in the show. All right, what about the Adams? <laughs> the Adams rap is also really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know, also when you listen to them, you go, "Oh yeah, I can see why well, that. Well, there. that's great. Why it didn't make the cut?" Mm-hmm. Congratulations! Uh, everything that's said is can be said in like two lines in the middle of a song. And with it and and fucking uh, uh, Angelica's expression. Yeah, just her saying, I'm not here for you. It's like, that's all she needed. That's boom. I'm not here for you. One refrain uh, from Satisfied with a changed meeting. Uh, and we are out. And the uh, Adam's rap, amazing, adds literally nothing to the story. <laughs> no, it's just, a ho- it's just fun to do. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's where the concept of murder your darlings comes in. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Lynn was just very lucky in that he- Hamilton was popular enough that he could take his darlings back out and go like... Look, hey, what up? I got this too. Aren't they pretty? <laughs> um, yeah. Listen, guys, we've been going on for a bit. Yes. Uh, we oh, can, shit. We can Way talk, too long. <laughs> we can talk about, I mean, uh, this is genuinely award-winningly a piece of genius art. We could talk about it a lot. However, what, <laughs> what? We, shit? we have a concept. We have a concept of this podcast that maybe we should get. Oh, to. shit. Yeah. Oh, no. Fucking right. So, as we sometimes do when a work is really good, what from this would you either change or steal? Hmm. So, so I alluded to mine uh, earlier, uh, and I will talk about mine to give you guys a bit more time to think it, just in case you oh, need I, it. Oh, I got one already. Uh, Go for it. Uh, but that's uh, going to make you wild guest. Going to make it, it more queer. <gasps> Shut up. <laughs> It's not my fault that it had the opportunity and didn't take enough of it. <laughs> took and a lot I am of it. not it took a lot of it, but because of who I am as a person, I'm not sure if all those longing looks between Lawrence and Hamilton were actually there or just me just me projecting. <laughs> True. <laughs> Cause I was rewatching it yesterday, the day before. Time is meaningless. And you know, I was looking at uh you know, Lawrence with his hand on Hamilton's neck and sort of them staring at each other. And I was like, do you touch other people this long? <laughs> I don't know. You seem, that, this seems very queer, but is this, is this just because of the camera angle? Is it just because be you fair, know? Also part of it. Is it just because I know and have opinions? I don't know. Well, it's, there's, 
it, there's a scene from Community where uh, they one of the characters is Annie is trying to be like, no, we have all these longing looks. And the next shot is uh, a recut of the episode with like overlaid with like a really slow romantic song. Uh, see, it's like, see, it's proof. And then the next thing is one of the other characters that says, well, wait a second, you could say the exact same thing about me and, you know, this, the you know, fifth character who's Chevy Chase. Uh, and they do the exact same thing. They overcut, <laughs> they cut together with the music. And you're like, oh shit. <laughs> uh, so basically, I think the thing I would change, uh, like this one little actual actionable thing, just this one little, one little change uh-huh. of blocking. One wafer thin blocking <laughs> yes what what uh is when hamilton sings the line lawrence i like you a lot mm-hmm. one casual touch of like the upper shoulder uh-huh uh like maybe maybe if you could get touch the bit of the skin above the collar and then so much meaning in one movement a brush of the knuckles on the underside of the, of the chin I was literally about to offer that, Alex. You read my goddamn mind. Here's a question, though. Could it be interpreted as baiting in that case? Not, not to be like, you know, no, a downer. No, it's a good type. question. It's a good uh, question. It is a good question. Pippin? Th- that's my, that's my worry. I mean, the fact that it was created for the most part, as far as I can tell, by straight people. It mm-hmm. was. I mean, I, I see what you're saying, sir. Uh, I'm sure there are queer, queer people among this cast. I know there there are. Jonathan Groff is right there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, you know, among the, the main creative team, I'm not sure. Certainly the actors playing them uh, are in heterosexual relationships. Which doesn't mean anything by erasure. Which does, it does not mean anything of itself, but I've seen no indication to indicate otherwise. Uh, and clearly, uh, they would have told me if <laughs> they, <laughs> they would have called, called me on the phone. you up and been like, Pippin. <laughs> Here's the deal. Okay, like, FYI, I wanted to tell you. You in uh, particular. Because we're, we're so close. Here's the deal. It, 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 it might have been. Mm-hmm. It's just, I just always, I always just want something more. I want to see me on screen slash stage. Oh, baby. Wasn't there like a actual historical figure? Uh, <laughs> uh, no, uh, yeah. Um, von Braun? No. Yeah. Von, von Steuben. Von Steuben, yes. He was gay as Fuck. <laughs> it's like, this isn't my boyfriend. This is my translator. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> and everyone's like, it looks like you're fucking him, though. Maybe that's how we translate shit. You don't know. Germany! <laughs> you don't know Prussian. <laughs> uh, it's a very difficult phrase. <laughs> this this <laughs> changes the pronunciation. Uh, what was it? The, uh... The show Sleepy Hollow, which had its own problems, but uh, had Ichabod so, Crane coming from the past and waking up in the present time, seeing a so much potential. I know, seeing seeing a queer couple uh, in a coffee shop and they're and they're wearing like baseball caps and whatnot, and he's like, I can't believe that's happening, and and his uh, modern person is like, wait, like it's gay people, it's fine, we we do that now. He's like. I know about gay people. <laughs> like, Von Steuben was right there. <laughs> I'm talking about the fact that they're wearing hats indoors. Have people no shame. <laughs> <laughs> that is a perfect reaction. So much was perfect about that show and so much was shit. Oh. So, so what, oh. what I'm, what I'm getting at there though, Pip, uh, mm. just mentioning Von Steuben and all that is that there's probably an angle that you could pursue there if you wanted to tell that kind of interpretation. Mm. That, like, there's, like, other 
there's other representative characters that we can also like kind of be like it's not just i don't know uh, it's not just a modern eye making shit up yeah yeah i mean let's be real having some of the background uh chorus dancers pull some shit just something anything yeah, yeah. i don't understandable good. very understandable yeah like one background scene at that winter's ball of hamilton you know also in a corner with a dude it could have been so easy <laughs> I, I, again, I just want to avoid, you know, the the whole entire, like, uh, like what Supernatural does nowadays, you know? Oh. <laughs> Kill Listen. all its women? <laughs> They've been doing that from the start. Yeah. Listen, if Supernatural weren't a bunch of cowards, <laughs> Cass and Dean would be a thing. Which, to be fair, the actors think, too. <laughs> <laughs> the network is a bunch of cowards. What are they going to do? Cancel it? <laughs> 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 Um, all right, Pip, is that your change? Yeah, just make it queer. All right, I got one. All right, all right. This one's based on history. Ugh, history. Dun, dun, dun. I'm actually, and this is something that that does bother me. I'm fucking annoyed by George III. The way that's being portrayed uh, is honestly a lot more like his son, George IV, who was Prince Regent, unpopular, uh, spent way too much money and was a dandy. And he was also apparently quite overweight and, and there's like hilarious shenanigans involving not wanting to fuck his wife. Stuff <laughs> like that. But also if you look at, you know, British humor and whatnot, he was also a major figure of fun, which is kind of the vibe we're getting from George III in Hamilton. The actual George III, despite the, like, as well as being, as going crazy. Uh, he had some kind of madness. Uh, the, the only reason we can say that is we only have some guesses as to what it might have been. Syphilis! Uh, Prophuria. He had blue pee at one point. Um, but. I'm so blue. Come on, Debo. Debo die. Well, that's, that's where the joke comes from. I, that's why I just referenced it. Look at that. Jokes. Um, but also, <laughs> he was in. He was a weird homebody. He was very devoted to his wife. There is no mistress on record. He only got weird after he went mad. And at that point, they started carefully removing certain people from from his orbit. But in general, and this is a gag that maybe Lin-Manuel knew, but maybe not. I don't know. So the song The Farmer Refuted uh, is supposed to be um, a reference to the fact that Hamilton is singing uh is refuting this dude who's being like we should be better about monarchy who is an actual historical thing. uh pamphlet yeah uh who uh, uh, uh who is himself a farmer however one of the nicknames in the british press for george the third was farmer george <laughs> because he was a homebody he was boring he didn't do, like, he liked to stay home with his fucking family by the fireplace. He wasn't an exciting dude. And for the most part, he was fairly popular, except boring. He wasn't like the scapegrace of his dad or God forbid his grandfather. And he wasn't like the spectacular fuck ups like his sons. His big problem was that he went crazy. Uh, so I, I don't like the way the way George the third is portrayed in this. Mm. This is not to say that I think that, uh, 
uh, Jay Groff did a bad job. I don't, I think it's, it, I think it comes down to the writing. I'm going to squarely blame, uh, Lynn Manuel on this one. Counter argument. You hear that, Lynn? <laughs> yeah, Lynn. You've uh, been counter argument. Out. We love you. <laughs> uh, counter argument, uh, because this is an American, mm-hmm. uh, story. point of view show, American story. Mm-hmm. Why the fuck should they care about which king they're talking about? Exactly. I was going to oh just think about God. that. Because we are satirizing the British because we do not like them in the revolutionary times. We don't. And but there's like different ways we could have made fun of him. Except I really love those songs. The songs are really good. I know. Oh. I like I, I have no, I have two wolves inside me, which is that I want to have historical accuracy because this is my favorite time period uh to study but at the same time i don't want to lose the art we have <laughs> i mean i feel if we're going to call for historical accuracy in hamilton there are other places to start mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> listen okay but anyway that's my thing that's my thing i would i would do george differently to be more accurate it just annoys, more boring. It just in a it, in a show. It just <laughs> in a music. annoys to be entertaining. That it's clearly, his son, who's the who's the inspiration mention, for the character. Does it mention in the actual stage show which George it is, his, or does it just say a message from the? It king? It only says a message from the king. By the time his son reached the throne, America was gone. We were off doing our own fucking thing. And they were worrying about Napoleon. <laughs> yeah, George IV, he was busy worrying about Napoleon. There was other shit going down. Uh, America was not involved. And, I mean, this tells you really the time period, because, uh, as you recall, in the second act of this, they're still worried about the fucking revolution in France. Napoleon is after the revolution. <laughs> uh, see, you could have, oh, you could have, like, bits with, like, revolution, more with Napoleon. Anyway. On a different continent. Anyway. The point is, I'm just saying it's Hamilton, an American musical. It's a- <laughs> sorry, I, I had to. I will take this to the fucking streets now, Pippin. I wasn't that. The fact that you're being kind of about it makes me want to double down. But anyway, that's my thing, guys. I mean, I'll just remind you that I'm always right. So, uh, well, instead of uh changing, I'm gonna steal. Okay, nice. And Beef. and what I am going to steal is because in in stories it's like like the rivalry is like a fun thing to use. It's a oh yeah like yeah you you already you got yourself a foil you've got yourself an antagonist you've got yourself of uh, of also a weird kind of friendship all rolled into one. <laughs> uh, Those are the biggest betrayals, the ones that are your mm, friends. Mm. Uh, All of my enemies started out friends. Oh my god. Yeah. Or is it the bigger betrayals of your husband and wife situations? Mm. Who knows? There are so many examinations mm. of betrayal in this. Uh, But this one, this one is a nice one. Because you can see, like, these people are on two separate tracks. Heading in the same direction, but definitely to, to sadly. But when it comes to a head, when it reaches that moment, I've also watched a uh, the various, uh, uh, Hamilton and Hamilton and video essays. Uh, <laughs> uh, what happens is, is, uh, they end up changing their philosophies right at the last second. It reverses mm. even. It's an Uno reverse. 
Yeah. <gasps> oh man. That's uh, and like Hamilton, who's who's been shouting throughout the entire thing, I'm not gonna throw away my shot. And and Burr, who's been and like, I'm gonna wait for it. Bam! Hamilton throws away is his shot, uh, and Burr doesn't even wait. And that like moment, the uh, the reversal of the those personal philosophies, and how uh, it ends up being their downfall. Mm-hmm. Is just like perfect. Yeah. yeah. And, like, I want to be able to use that. Yeah, totally, man. Like, I I was thinking about that myself. Like, if I had to write a story in which the antagonist is a rival, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. then that is definitely a good way to go about it. Because then at the very end of the piece, you could have them kind of learn from each other. Yet, maybe, uh, depending on whether you're writing a tragedy or not, uh, (laughs) the person who successfully... Actually, they, they reflect their ideals and boom, whoever lives to the end lives to the end. <laughs> um, like, 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 well, nobody mm. lives in a vacuum, not even your characters. They yeah. affect and change each other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Imagine that kind of thing in, in like, in like a Gundam. I'm like, like, mm-hmm. uh, where the protagonist is and the, and the uh, guy who's wearing a mask, that's uh, mm-hmm. like, have, like, end up doing the same thing. What? Zex Marquis. <laughs> um, I, I think he's called Zach X, X in the various things, but I, I don't think he's, they're the same. They're, they're not the same people. Like, cause they're set in different times. Video games. Wait. Yeah. This is anime. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I believe he's called the Zex Machine, Al. Oh my <laughs> god. He's Zex Marquis. He's, a, wait, is he actually Zex Marquis as in the Marquis? Is he actually Marquis? He's. This is not the point. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go on, Al. <laughs> and that kind of thing. And like in Gundam, Hero and Zex are, are pretty much on the same trajectory. They're both. Uh, I'm the I'm the best fucking pilot, and I'll, I'll fucking die to prove it. Gundam Wing, of course, not any of the other Gundams. Of the many, many <laughs> Gundams. Uh-huh. Of I the mean, Chesterfield Gundams. Thank you. <laughs> and I mean. It would be a lot of fun to force Cat to watch a G Gundam eventually, but you know. Oh no, no, no! Listen, I mentioned that it was Gundam Wing just to help the show notes later because she's not going to know what we're I talking have about. Fucking clear. I won't remember which Gundam we were talking about. Uh, then I'm going to reference G Gundam right now and say that this hand of mine glows with an awesome with an awesome power. Ha ha! Thank you, Fuck Al. Fuck you! Uh, you guys all suck. It's burning. It tells me to defeat you. Take this. I bet it does. My love, my anger, and all of my sorrow. Sign- oh, Shining, Shining finger. finger sword. <laughs> it's exactly Fuck as sick. dumb as you imagined. Fuck sick, guys. Anyway. anyway. <laughs> so, so the switching of roles. Yeah. Yes. That they learned from each other. They learned it from watching you. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, I'm fine. I'm gonna have to take a lesson from you. What? Talk less. <laughs> smile, smile more. more. <laughs> And you just know Aaron Burr is like, oh, you little fucker. <laughs> mm-hmm. But he does the same thing to Hamilton later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He took the seat from Skyler. Was it? There's that line from um, Lynn's liner notes for, for Hamilton, where like that whole vibe is Burr being like, why is it that I, who have been me my entire life? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that I one. cannot succeed at doing the thing that you just did. <laughs> To get everything you wanted. <laughs> oh, I forgot about one. I who have been me my entire life. 
Oh. Such a good line. Uh, and so that's me. I'm, I'm just going to find a way to make characters do that. It's a great example of that thing. Yeah. 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 I, I'm glad that you did that. And I'm glad I stuck with my wild choice just because that would have been exactly my thing to take from this as well. Just the duality of protagonist and antagonist, how they're both the same, but on different ideological divides. The dichotomy of humans. The dichotomy of assholes. <laughs> That's the working title of this episode. Dichotomy of assholes. assholes. That's brilliant. I love it. Yeah. Okay. So I, I said I was going to go out there. Fuck it. Let's go for it. Out there All somewhere. Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> I want an epilogue story where we have commentary on modern dealings from, say, like, a founding father. What, what if, what if, uh, in that moment of time stopping, we actually just yank him out of the time stream? We put him in the future and it's sci-fi. That's right. We're making Woo! sci-fi progress Ooh. here. We're- fucking what? <laughs> time travel. We're fucking building t- it? Yep. Or eternal champions, Hamilton. depending on how you're interpreting it. <laughs> See, I was thinking <laughs> Hamilton in the 22nd century. <laughs> It'll be great. Oh, thank you for that reference, Pip. <laughs> You're welcome. And Pippin, I'll be asking you what the fuck that was later. Thank you. <laughs> Sherlock Holmes in the 22nd century, just for your show notes later. Thank Sh- you. Sherlock Holmes in the 22nd century. Hey. <laughs> You're right. Oh, such a oh, bad show. Jesus. <laughs> Watson amazing is a show. robot. Watson's a robot. Wait, is that the one where he's a robot? Watson's. Watson's a robot. Fuck. Okay, yeah. go on. Go. <laughs> and the straw's a sexy lady. Ooh. I do like that. You suddenly have caught my attention. (laughs) Some things, some things are improved. Now, all I'm saying is, I just want to have fun. You know, one of the smartest people in the room going like, I fucking told you people, like, or fucking called it, or something like that. Did you not read my 51? (laughs) (laughs) I wrote so much about this. Uh, Well, we did read your uh, thing about how the electoral college. Obviously, oh, no. electoral college burn. Oh, shit. And, ah. uh, and, and, and hey, the banks are still in power. So much power that uh, we, if they're in trouble, we can't let them die. We I don't know if you know this, guys, but the banks can't fail. They're too big to oh. fail. Yeah. Oh, Hamilton, look at this garden you planted. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. The seeds that you never got to see. Here they are. Fucker. Listen, you left the garden for 200 years and we may not have weeded anything. (laughs) What's in a legacy? Now, here's the thing, because we have to have a story to tell. This is like a short story novella. Who knows, maybe a longer thing if you felt like really playing with weird alternate history takes. I'm thinking the original premise is like, kind of like similar to, uh, uh, the, the the to say nothing about the dog series of books mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where it's like yeah you can bring say this person back with you actually technically you can't do that but like it's almost bring people from the past and have them observe the future just to kind of mess with them or get their take on uh the modern day or whatever i'm just thinking that hamilton here is just enough of a little shit at least as portrayed in this play <laughs> that he'd find some way to skirt around the time travel rules and mm-hmm. just totally bring down the hammer. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, here's... Well, that, this is how you make it a longer story, is that the first half is bringing him from the past to the future. Look at what we can do! Ha ha ha! And then you send him back, and then somehow uh, 
either the the uh, amnesia ray fucks up or uh-huh. he's just that cool it's like there's a hurricane in my mind but i've lived through hurricanes before uh, <laughs> and so he remembers it and he's like i and so but he's here's the thing what if it's not coming back in total it's all bits and pieces and he knows that there's a problem in the future he has to fix and he's in the current his current Trying to figure out what the fuck it was. Oops. <laughs> She's your kids, Marty. And who knows? He, may, he probably pulled an Eleanor or a Nefton note. Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. it's like coded with like. But what if he fucks up the code? Fucking <laughs> uh, no. Hamilton. <laughs> who the fuck is Cheaty? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, sorry, sorry, uh. sorry. Who the fork is Cheaty? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, go on, Bryn. Again. I just like the idea of doing weird sci-fi time manipulation and just, it's an, it's an opportunity to try and have like some author wankery going on about like commentary on the modern day from, uh, people that we generally hold in some amount of like political reverence. Author wankery? Who would do that? Authors. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Quick, he noticed. Run. Aha. So, so I think there could be a mix of shenanigans in the f- near future slash present day, and then also shenanigans in the past. Shenanigan, what? That, that's the thing. Like, once you start messing around with the timeline, you mm-hmm. can do all sorts of crazy stuff because, you know, has Hamilton ever had to think about string theory and multiple universes and the butterfly effect? Who knows? No, but he does have opinion about him. Guaranteed, though, he'd be like, but I bet I could figure it out. Exactly, exactly. That's how you have classic, smart character mistakes happening, which cause all sorts of problems for Act 3 characters to figure out. Mm. Fucking Hamilton, messing up the timeline again. (laughs) And, like, violating the temporal prime directive. Ooh. He would. He fucking would. And he'd make an argument. He'd make a beautiful argument, too. He's like, is it not our duty? To correct the errors that we may find within ourselves and within our country so that we may better the future? Yeah, but if we let let you keep on going, and the dinos take over. Dinos? (laughs) Who's, who's, amnesia (laughs) ray? Eliza, I had a dream about a giant lizard. I want Eliza to be in on it. I want her to be uh, a future person. Like, they've switched out the real Eliza. Real Eliza in the future, like, fucking living it up sipping mimosas sipping mimosas yeah. i want her to have a nice life so they sent and and they're this is like right after maybe he fucked up with a reynolds pamphlet so she's willing oh. to be like <laughs> fuck all this and they're like look we'll send a spy back in time we'll amnesia ray him like everybody will think it's you like everybody uh are you down with that and she'll be like do i get mimosas every day and they're like yes then be like, but, fuck yes but she eventually goes back yeah she's she- got to eventually go back because of the kids. Because the orphanage. Yeah, and the orphanage. So what happens is this is, they're only there for this crucial piece of time. Uh-huh. And Eliza's like, okay, I can deal with that. Like, that is also the choices I would make. But you obviously also have to deal with fucking Hamilton. So, yeah, like, we, listen, we can shenanigan our way out of that one. We can make that work. Point yeah. is, there's a modern person having to just fucking babysit. Oh, uh, yeah. And that's our viewpoint character. Because <laughs> yes. we don't want to have inner monologue of a founding father and all that. Ugh, that's fuck that. Ugh. I want I want a babysitter 
who is annoyed, but also has to make sure that things keep going in the right direction. They're so, a rookie too, and they thought this was an oh, easy assignment. No. They're the, they're the backup. The, the, <laughs> the first string came down with the mumps or something, future mumps. Uh, and there's like, there's no one else who fits the dress. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's one of my favorite tropes. <laughs> we have rays to make us fit the dress. Ray's broken. <laughs> Ray's broke. Real talk, I went to a wedding last night. <laughs> Listen, when Hamilton was here, we noticed that he was kind of weird about you, and we're just going to capitalize on that. I'm sorry, you're fucking what? Also, Bye. Also, you're the only one who signs a waiver. <laughs> Everyone else already had their grad uh, graduate school uh, debt paid off. You, uh. though- Again, to, to, to steal or borrow from to from, say nothing yeah. about the dog, it's a grad program. Yes, <laughs> that's what happened. Uh, well, that was also what happened in. Um, I know it's the same universe, but uh, Doomsday Book. It was a grad student. She'd done all the research. She needed this. Please, advisor, let me go back. It'll be safe. Don't worry. <laughs> I mean, you gotta finish your dissertation, right? Gotta finish. Like, who else is as prepared as her? Really, it would be irresponsible not to send her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Fucking grad students. Every five ah! minutes, Hamilton flirts with her. Ugh. <laughs> uh, and she's like, please keep your mind on the game. He's like, by the way, I had a weird dream about this. And she's like, oh no, let's dance. <laughs> what about this other thing that happens to coincide with what history actually said? <laughs> He's like, uh, but uh, instead. Oh my god, just constantly trying to make sure he fucks up in exactly the right way. He keeps coming up with new ways to fuck up. Yes! <laughs> so, I'm going to go to, to uh, on vacation with my sister. You want to come? Oh, sure. Uh, but oh, that sounds nice. Uh, oh, you're uh, super busy, though. Actually, I could be, I could be unbusy. You know, I, I, I haven't seen Angelica in a while, and you, this is... Founding of a country. <laughs> Alexander, so I love how focus. we're implying. <laughs> I love how we're implying that Alexander Hamilton would fuck up by going on <laughs> vacation with his wife and not having an affair. Listen, listen. I just want us to be aware that that's what we're implying. I don't think he should have been president, and I think that there would be a chance, based on the storyline presented in Hamilton, that he might have had a vague shot at it. Were it not for Scandal City. But he was also kind of an asshole. What? Like so many of them. The I'm, asshole I'm, part probably played a big role in it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, I, I, th- I'm excited by that whole idea. And it doesn't have to be Hamilton. Pick some other, uh, you know, rub the serial numbers off, pick some other, uh, major historical figure and, and use that same plot. That sounds hilarious. That'd be great. <laughs> all right. All right. So that's, Story changes, borrowing, yada, yada, yada. Let's play a game real quick, because we're getting on the long side here. A game? Wow. Uh, what, what, what do we have? All right, let's play the character that would be king, where we make a secondary character the primary character. All right, all right. Uh, and I want to go, uh, I want to go. <laughs> okay. Fuck you, fine. I want Peggy to be the main character. Because Peggy apparently was a badass in real life. Oh, yeah. She was hardcore. Like, when a bunch of uh, people were hiding in the house, including women and children, of which she was one of that category, British soldiers came to the door to be like, listen, and let's do all your shit. And she was at the door being like, uh, nobody's home. 
And he's like, you're home. She's like, am I though? And then they left. It was amazing. <laughs> I, I think the point was uh, they were looking for a revolutionary general of which her father was one. <laughs> uh, and he was actually home at the time. And she straight up lied to their face and went, no, he's not home. He's, not home. he's a really busy guy. <laughs> there ain't no generals here, man. Uh, and the reason she left her hiding place uh, and ran into those people wanting to, you know, hurt her father was because they all went to hide and they realized they left their baby brother. Whoops. Whoops. Uh, as one does. So she went out to get him. Uh, yeah, see, Peggy's awesome. Let's have more Peggy. You know, let's make this a much more a story of somebody on the outside looking in. Burr is actually actually in the room where all this happens. He is a central figure in this particular, like, fuck-up. Can Um, we name the play Aunt Peggy? Yes. (laughs) We'll call it Peggy Sue Got Married. Wait a second. Uh, Wow. Thank you. Peggy Sue references. Uh, Anyway, that's mine. All right. right. I'll go next. Go for it. Uh, Lafayette. Aw, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Because, you know, for the second act, he gets replaced with this, uh, Jefferson. But what I want to do is, in the second act, we, we know what happens with America at that point. Oh, God. We've heard the story. Suddenly, so we're, we're in France, and it's the French Revolution. Oh, shit. And America isn't sending guns or ships. No, America's like, you guys got this, right? Yeah. You got this? I, cool. We, we don't got anything. We just did a war. Ah. We, we don't no. have anything either. We just did, did your war. Oh, shit. <laughs> But no, so... Did you, though? France comes knocking. Nobody answers. <laughs> and I want, uh, you know, Lafayette's uh, song about, like, like uh, I thought uh, you had my back, bro. Well, I'd like to see... I We get to a certain degree within the play itself. We have uh, Jefferson, played by the same actor, yep. looking at Hamilton, being like, Did you forget Lafayette slash me, bro? <laughs> Um, and, and Hamilton's like, he's fine. He's a big boy. And I just want, like, Lafayette to be like, the fuck, dude? <laughs> what? Did you forget me? Oh. I mean, from what I understand, the historical Lafayette was pretty cool yeah. about it. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> they did make the deal with, with, uh, with King Louis. And when trying to ask King Louis' head, uh, what, what, what did he say again? Uh, do whatever you want. I'm super dead. <laughs> uh, but you know, Lafayette sounds like a decent dude. We should, uh, again, name a lot of stuff after him. Yeah, he seemed pretty yeah. neat. Yeah. Also, I think one of you joked when we group watched Hamilton that it says something about the dude's character that he was able to be friends with both uh, Hamilton and Jefferson at the same time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Friends with both of them hated Burr. <laughs> you are the worst, Burr. Apparently, he said to somebody at some point uh, that he didn't like Burr because he insulted one friend and killed the other. <laughs> I mean... Legit. Legit. <laughs> Lafayette, again, proving America's sweetheart. Mm-hmm. He should come over and visit sometimes. <laughs> He'll show up as a character in my tide travel uh, sci-fi story. Can there be, like, um, uh, his great-great-great-whatever uh, granddaughter and... Uh, and- uh, the- the protagonist, the graduate student we're talking about, <gasps> last name, yes. Lafayette. Oh my god, yes! <sighs> I love it. So her her actual interest is getting to meet, you know, a great, great, great grandparent. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. I love it. That's All right. Me. All right. I want to go. Okay. Go for it. Still, Brent's other thing. <laughs> we'll see. 
this is just me being back in my bullshit some more. Because <gasps> uh, I'm John Lawrence in the place to be. Oh, God. Okay. Fuck. Oh, the one non-asshole about slavery in the entire group? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The one who wanted to form a uh, black battalion and offer people their freedom. Um, believed and in the abolition. One <laughs> believed in abolition. Uh, and the one besides Hercules Smuggling, for four. <laughs> the, one, <laughs> the one besides Hercules Mulligan, we don't know a ton about. Mm-hmm. We know his dad was, I think, rich. But, you know, so were a lot of them. Yeah. Weirdly, to be a revolutionary, you need to have some backing. Otherwise, you're just too busy trying to live. Weird. What? Uh, so strange. It's almost as if you're replacing one system with another. What? What? <laughs> Problems in my political system? <laughs> we don't know a lot of what he does. We know he gets killed. We know he served with uh, Hamilton. So I want to serve him in the trenches and what he was trying to do. And then, I mean, it'd be really sad when he dies. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. That's not the direction uh, I thought you were going to go with. He thought you were going to go with the super queer story, I guess. Yeah, like, oh, there's I only mean, one tent. <gasps> and there's only one, one tent. tent. Wait, wait, and how many bedrolls are there? Enough. It's Valley Forge, Al. It's cold. They, <gasps> it is cold. They have to huddle together for warmth. Though, to be fair, they would have been in the house with... Yeah, uh, officers Washington. and shit. Oh, yeah. God, who knows what Washington heard? <laughs> <laughs> well, remember, George Washington, when he got married to Martha, and this is true... We have the shopping list he sent out, and he asked for, I think, like, two different versions of Spanish fly. I think also it's historical record that early in the morning, they'd make the officers get up and do shit early, <laughs> so that George and Martha could have, like, time by themselves in their room, which was right next to the officers. It should also <laughs> be noted that Martha Washington apparently had a kick-ass uh, punch recipe that was loaded with booze. If Martha Washington were in this show, <gasps> she'd be the character who would be king. That's a, that's a good point. Oh, shit. I wish Martha was in this. Oh, damn. Uh, Lost opportunities. Because you know what? Uh, despite what then says, the line about Martha Washington named her feral tomcat after him, probably were not actually true. So good job, then. The one thing you insisted was true, it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're done fucked up, kid. But it does say something about their relationship that I think is fascinating and would have liked to explore. Mm-hmm. I- mm-hmm. How is Hamilton with women? He either didn't want or couldn't fuck. <laughs> oh, an excellent point. Um, well, shit. Uh, I mean, you could go with the one who refused to be king. Nah. Nah. <laughs> He's like, nah, fuck that. Nah, I don't feel like that. Here's a thought. Philip... The teenage to college years shortly before he dies of dual complications. Uh, <laughs> dies of death. Um, <laughs> just because I imagine there's probably some fun stories to be told of like Hamilton, the dad going like, oh, shit, was I like this when I was his age? The answer is yes. All his yes. friends tell him <laughs> only worse. But Eliza no. won't talk to him about it. No. Because that's still in the not talking to you, fucker, uh, point in their relationship. Yep. Well, and, and you got Philip, like, navigating that icy relationship. Like, haha, dad, you, I love you, man, but you kind of fucked up on that one. Oops. And his dad's like, yep. I did. Don't do what I did. 
Oh, God, you're doing everything I did. Oh, oh no. no. But I will also point out that they had like six fucking children. Yeah. They had so many kids. <laughs> Again, a great moment in uh, the drunk history. Dude, don't write the Reynolds pamphlet. You got like six kids. <laughs> oh. oh, man. I mean, he does name another one Philip after Philip does. Uh, yeah. Well, necronyms, baby. Philip 2.0. Oh, my God. Maybe this Aww. one won't die. Aww. Oh. But yeah, that's mine. Philip, the teenage, two college years. I like it. Yeah. <gasps> what do people with this kind of personality do when there isn't a war to fight? <laughs> the answer is fuck everyone. Woo! Fuck everyone, get shot up by some dude. <laughs> I feel like that in itself is a rap song. Fuck, get shot. The end. The end. <laughs> Une, deux, trois, dead. Uh, Une, deux, trois, dead. <laughs> That's the name of the story. It's a good one, I like it. <laughs> Alright, now, uh, now have we hit the end. Did I do it? Yep, we did it. Okay, okay, okay. Before we go, does anyone have anything to plug? First thing is, of course, I have that short story coming out. Short story uh, and a podfic reading of it and an interview from Lightspeed. Uh, the short story is Sing in Me, Muse. And that's coming out August 27th uh, from Lightspeed. Or you can buy the issue now Ooh. and read it right now. Uh, but Woo. the other exciting news, and I'm hoping that by the time this, is, this airs, I will have actually gotten around to announcing it in public is that I'm going to be writing a game for Heart's Choice, which is the romance imprint of Choice of Games, an interactive fiction uh, publisher who has uh, been nominated at the very least for like Nebula Awards and so on. This is them trying to do romance, and I am doing a uh, uh, writing a game for them. It is called The Tutor, and it is a uh, Regency England gentleman who thinks that he is going to a uh, a house to uh, uh, seduce young ladies, and surprise, surprise, perhaps he is the one who shall be seduced. So the gentleman rake gets raked? No. Hell yeah, he does. No, that's a, no, that, that, that's a weird sounding thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still coming up with the pitch on this one. But yeah, uh, so that's in progress. Uh, the, the contract is all signed. The signatures are still damp on the page. Um, and, uh, uh, expect six months from now, whatever it, and then it comes out in like a year, <laughs> but whatever. The point is it's happening. Very exciting. That's my show. We're all That's proud. my show. Uh, cool. Anyone else? Yeah. Uh, I've got a show coming up on the 29th. So look forward of, to that. Of? Uh, improv. <laughs> of August. <laughs> That's the implication. Yes. We don't know when people listen to this. We we have a vast back catalog now. We do. Listen, some of us just don't remember the what month we're in. <laughs> it's been really hard. True. But yeah, so uh, on the 29th, you can look for me uh, on the Arcade Theater's uh, YouTube page. Uh, we'll be doing a live improv show. It'll be great. It's like this, but with faces and perhaps professionalism. <laughs> yes, <What>? no promises. <laughs> Hey, hey, we've got banter. We've got a family. And that's all we've got. Yeah. It, yeah. It, 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 uh, it's really the only thing. <clears throat> twins, you got anything? No. No. We love you anyway. Thank you. And as <laughs> always, if you have an idea or prompt to submit, head on over to nostorysacred.com slash submission. Follow us on Twitter at nostorysacred 
or send an email through contact at nostorysacred.com. Your hosts have been Alex MacDonald, Brendan MacDonald, Pippin MacDonald, and Catherine Crichton. Editing for this episode done by Brendan. Transcript done by Ashley DaCosta. Art by Jay Wolf. Show notes and transcript are available at nostorysacred.com. Thanks for listening, everyone, and please rate, review, and subscribe to No Story Sacred. You can also visit our Patreon page to support the show and get neat rewards at patreon.com slash nostorysacred. See you next time when we talk about the 1997 film Con Air. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, yes. <laughs> Put the bunny back in the box. Oh, my gosh. Nick Cage, y'all. Okay. Nick Cage. Until then, we're No Story Sacred, and any story can be changed. I'm Alex. I'm Kat. I'm Brendan. And I'm Pippin. And we're No No Story Story is Sacred. Sacred.